Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Thank you and welcome. Thank you for coming, joining me for another edition of We Run the North on BTSC uh, podcast of networks. I'm, I'm Kevin Tate. I'm your host, uh, guest contributor from the Know It All podcast. And today, not much news shaking. Last week, we had to draft a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. We've had some undrafted free agents and things like that from last week to this week. So what we're going to talk about today is just a general uh, Q&A about questions in, in the AFC North. Questions, comments, things you want to say. We're just, we're, here to, we're just here to spend a good half hour talking some football on this Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, especially our Steeler mothers. Happy Mother's Day. Um, so, you know, what do you guys want to talk about? Let's look at the live chat, get some action going, see if you guys have any comments going right now, early right now. I personally just got back from a Mother's Day dinner and stuff, spent the weekend with my my mother and her sister, my aunt, and things like that. So, you know. Um, I don't know, some news, some news I heard going on in AFC North is that uh, Jarvis Landry, former Cleveland Browns wide receiver, is leaning heavily towards joining the, the Baltimore Ravens. You know, Baltimore traded Hollywood Brown on draft night. They really don't have a a, a depth of receivers. Uh, I believe Bateman, Rashad Bateman, the kid they drafted in the first round last year out of Minnesota. Is there is probably their number one receiver, uh, Jarvis Landry? If he goes to Baltimore, I believe fits their fits their scheme and their schematics and stuff like that. He's a physical receiver, uh, physical slot likes to catch across the middle, good good run after catch things like that. Could be an interesting weapon for Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. Um. Let's see. Reginald Rivers. What's up, man? I see your comment here. Let's see if we can. Oh, man. I, I'm not sure about the, the – I'm guessing you're talking about the, the rookie jersey numbers. Um, I think George Pickens is going to wear number 19, Juju's former number. Uh, obviously, Kenny Pickens is going to wear eight. I'm not I'm not sure about anybody else either. I'm not sure. I know in the uh elsewhere in the AFC North, Kyle Hamilton, safety, the Baltimore Ravens drafted. Looks like he's gonna wear number 14, which was his former college number. Um, other number, jersey numbers and stuff, I'm not sure. If Pickett wasn't there at 20, I'd Thanks for the question, George Teston. But if Pickett wasn't there at 20, I don't think they take a QB. I don't think they pigeonhole themselves into taking Malik Willis. Um, I, we see how far he fell. He fell, I believe, all the way to pick 84. Uh, all that talk, all the pre-draft hype about he was the top quarterback on a lot of boards, him, him and Kenny Pickett. I believe the the draft shows us what the thought was with the disparity between Kenny Pickett and the rest of the quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett going at 20, which was the first quarterback taken in the first round, 
you know, the first quarterback taken this year's draft, and then the next quarterback, Desmond Ritter, wasn't taken to pick 74. Malik Willis wasn't taken to pick 84. And I believe after that it was Corral taken maybe at 95 by the Carolina Panthers. And then Sam Howell was taken, like, I believe, I don't even remember, 140, somewhere deep, deep, deep in the draft. So, But I don't think the Steelers stick with quarterback and pick, force themselves into picking a quarterback in the first round if Pickett wasn't there. I'm not sure who they would have picked. They could have looked at Daxton Hill was still available when they're going to the Bengals. Uh, the other defensive tackle from Georgia, was it? Devontae Wyatt, I believe. You know, we get these guys. We know so much about them during the draft, and, and sooner as that, as soon as they're now part of our part of our organization or our football team, we forget about them. So I don't remember everybody that went after pick twenty because I know a lot of the good players that we were looking at, uh, you know, were not available anymore. They went before twenty. Players like Jordan Davis and Kyle Hamilton and Chris Olave and some of those guys were already gone. So I don't, but I, I don't think the Steelers uh, take a quarterback if Kenny Pickett's not there. Michael O'Malley, what's up, bro? Hey, man, good to see you. Happy Mother's Day to to any mother mothers in your family, man. Michael has a question. Do you think cornerback is now a weak link? I I think we could use a corner if we were able to to get a, a shutdown corner, like a number one corner. I, I believe our cornerback room is really strong. Um, I like Akilah Witherspoon, Levi Wallace, Cam Sutton. I think those three are solid. Um Number or a number one, maybe a Keller Weatherspoon could develop into a number one corner. I think that might be the thought. I wouldn't mind seeing them bring Joe Hayden back. Um, obviously, Joe wouldn't have as big a role as he's had in, in, in prior years leading up to, I mean, going into this year. But he's a he's he's a he's a leader, he's a leader on a football team. He would be a, a leader in the room, in the cornerback room, he can still be a benefit to those guys from a, from a teaching standpoint and just experience experience standpoint and perspective. But I don't know that corner is our weak link. I mean, it, it could get a little better, but I won't, I won't go as far to call it a weak link, you know? Um, Oh, QB starter week one. Thanks for the question, Jason99705. Um, that's a tough one. I believe it's going to come down to a camp battle. I believe it's going to be between Mitch and Kenny Pickett. I don't know how – I don't really think Mason factors in that too much. I don't know. I mean, just when we're talking about pedigree, you got – a first round quarterback in Mitch Trubisky, second pick overall. Kenny Pickett, a first round quarterback. Mason, a third round quarterback, I believe, picked 75 in the 2017 draft. Word has it the Steelers had a first round grade hung on him. 
could be possible. Mason was really good in college at Oklahoma State. Uh, had a lot of a lot of the quarterback awards and stuff. Had him and James Washington was a heck of a combination at Oklahoma State. Never really panned out here in Pittsburgh. But uh, I don't see Mason factoring into the quarterback battle. One part of me wants to say I'd like to see Mitch Trubisky start because he is a veteran. He does have a, a record of 29 and 21 as a starter. That's 50 games. He's, he started in the NFL. Um, so I like that experience. I like his mobility. But at the same time, you draft Kenny Pickett in the first round this year, all the accolades he had coming out of, out of pit, third place in the Heisman, what was it, 42, inter- 42 touchdowns, nine interceptions, about 4,400 yards, led pit to an ACC championship. Him being a first-round pick, you like to kind of see him come in there and win the job over Mitch and just make it to where it's not even a tough decision. Like, man, that kid's playing so good. We just got to put him in and play him from, from a rookie. But so I don't really know. I mean, if, if you ask me right now, I'm probably probably leaning Mitch Trubisky. But I also see where Kenny Pickett is the favorite to win Office of Rookie of the Year. So, I mean, the guys in Vegas, the prognosticators and all the, you know, the talking heads and in in, as far as the NFL goes are thinking maybe Pickett's going to win the position. I mean, to get offensive player, rookie, offensive rookie of the year, he has to be on the field to play, right? So, hard to tell. Like I say, right now, though, I'm saying Pickett. Uh Terry Bradford, thanks for your question, man. Will Pickens become our number one wide receiver this year? I don't think he becomes number one this year. I think he, I, I, I think he'll probably have more receptions than Claypool because I believe Pickens is a is the option, you know, over the middle. Uh, you know, short, short slant routes. I think Claypool this year will be the the go guy, the guy that'll send deep. I think Deontay Johnson is still our number one receiver, though I don't know he if he should be paid number one receiver money. Like like we're talking upwards of 20, 25 million a year is what the receivers are getting now. I don't know if I paid Deontay that. I'm, I I think that Steelers perhaps thought about that when they went two wide receivers deep in this draft. I mean, I believe after a year of seasoning and NFL coaching, NFL game experience, Pickens could easily replace Deontay Johnson. If he comes back healthy, that kid as a freshman in the SEC at Georgia was tearing the SEC up. Uh, I believe he had like 900 yards, 70 receptions. I could be wrong with those exact as far as exact exacting those numbers. But yeah, Pickens is a future, is a future number one. May not be this year, but he's a future number one. Uh Kathy Fored. Hola. B dirt. TJ Watt. Over under 20 and a half sacks. What's up, B Dirt, man? I know you on the road back from Ohio visiting your mom on your way back to enemy territory to the Berg. You know, 
duck, duck, duck as you as you cross the as you cross the PA line, man, and head into Pittsburgh. But uh TJ Watt, 20 and a half sacks over under. I'm gonna say over, man. I mean, TJ got what was it 23 and a half last year? Probably robbed out of a sack, probably should have the record all to him to himself. Um, I believe was it the game against Cleveland, he got a, a sack that they said it wasn't a sack. Like Baker had to dive on the ground and get the ball or something ridiculous the NFL came up with. But uh, I think TJ goes over because I believe this year he'll be more healthy. He'll be healthier than he was last year. And on top of that, our defense will be stronger. I mean, we're assuming we're getting – Stefan to it back. I like a full year of Montravius Adam on the D line. Also, Louder Milk, another year of experience. Uh, DeMarvin Leal, the rookie we just drafted. So, I, I, I like our guys up front, and then Devin Bush healthy with uh, Miles Jack. I like that. I think teams will have to pay more attention. Team, well, let's teams are gonna pay all the attention to TJ pretty much. But you can't just always pay attention to TJ when you got Cam coming after you, when you got Highsmith on the other side, the other edge coming after you. If we get a healthy Stefan to it back, I just believe there'll be so many opportunities for all, all the guys. I anticipate Pittsburgh leading the league in sacks, I believe, for the sixth straight year. So I anticipate that happening. Um, yeah, take the over. If you're in Vegas betting, take the over on TJ Watt over 20 and a half sacks. Good question though, B Dirk. That's a that's the number a number that makes it like really tough. I mean, if it was an average a average or just a a good edge rusher in NFL, you probably would have put that number at like 18, but because it's TJ, you put it at 20 and a half. I get it. Uh let's see. What else do we have? Okay. Okay, George Testin, thanks again, man, for your comment and question. Uh, so you heard that Tua said his knee is still bothering him, bothering him. What should the Steelers do about that? That's a tough one, man. I mean, I understand, understand the team having understanding for Tua's situation, for his 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 physical condition, as far as his knee for the tragedy and the loss of his brother and the things his family has been dealing with. Um, but, you know, it still, even with all that at this point, I mean, that was last summer, last June. We're in May now, 11 months removed from, from those, those things. A decision has to be made on to it, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I believe to it's owed $11 million. Um, I don't see him retiring and leaving that money on the table. Personally, I don't see him doing that. Um, I don't think he'll be back with the Steelers next year. Uh, I think we just, at this point, we're in May. We're past the draft. I think we just kind of uh, cross our fingers and hope for the best and see what happens as we go into OTAs and 
training camp and see if if Tua is going to be able to to join us and play this year. Uh, the Steelers have some some money left to spend in free agency. Um, I'm a proponent of the guy uh, acquiring another Chicago Bears free agent, um, Eddie Goldman, defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's 28 years old, 6'3", 305, I believe. Um, was really good coming out of Florida, Florida State, was picked in the second round and picked number 39. So he's kind of a high pedigree defensive tackle. I believe he could, you know, probably get him for the cheap because he's still on the market. Here we are in May, and he's still on the market. Um, he could be a nice rotational piece. I believe he could start at, you know, on the nose, filling in for Tyson. Tyson's coming back from injury. You know, it wouldn't be bad to have another guy that can fill in, you know, over center, over the center, or or fill in for two it on the on the other defensive at the other defensive tackle. Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing us bring somebody in, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a fight, man. In that uh, on the, in that defensive tackle room, man, it's a whole bunch of capable guys that are gonna be competing for what maybe six or seven spots on the defensive line this year. I'm not sure. What what do some of you guys think about uh you know some of the some of the camp battles coming up? Like I think it's gonna be a big battle on the defensive line, the offensive line, the safety room. It's gonna be a lot a lot, a lot of different camp battles going on. What what are some of you guys thoughts to some of those things? Um Keith Richard, thanks, Keith, for your comment. You think Kenny Pickett will start, huh? It's not a bad pick, man. Kenny Pickett uh, starting is not a bad pick. That could certainly happen. Uh, I, I just gave my spiel about two or three questions ago about, you know, the, the battle between Mitch and Kenny Pickett and how I don't think Mason Rudolph is going to factor into that. I feel like the kid uh, – Chris Ola is it Ola Dukin is going to be groomed. He's going to be practice squad this year. If Mason gets traded, maybe they dress three quarterbacks and he's just he's just holding the clipboard and helping out, you know, the the OC and stuff like that. But I believe he's going to be your backup quarterback of the future once Kenny Pickett is established as the clear cut starter here going forward. When that happens, then I really do believe that. Uh, Chris Oladukin will be the number two quarterback in two or three years from now and just, you know, get to grow with Kenny, him and Kenny learn things together about the offense and stuff like that. I think that's where we're headed because he's a capable quarterback. I believe he ran like a 4 6 40. He's 6'2, 210, 215, not too, not the build not too different from Kenny Pickett. The mobility probably the same. The 40 time probably the same. So, you know, I, I like those two guys to grow together with Kenny Pickett being the clear cut starter and Ola Dukin being groomed, groomed and developed to be a backup quarterback. Steelers all day says Pickett will not start Trubisky all day. This seems to be the question everybody has interest in is who will start at quarterback. And yeah, so. It's a, it's up for debate. It's a good question. I don't have the answers. 
Does anybody have any questions about any of the AFC North teams? Um, let's see some of the news that, that I saw. The Bengals, Je- Jesse Bate, didn't re- report to voluntary minicamp. They signed, I think he's probably upset. They signed him to a, a, a the what the franchise, yeah, franchise tag. And uh, the Bengals drafted a couple of safeties this year, so I believe they've franchise tagged Jesse Bates, who's a great, you know, Pro Bowl safety for the Bengals. But I believe they franchise tagged him, and they drafted two safeties. One of them, uh, Daxton Hill from Michigan, who we might have had some interest in. They drafted him, and they then they drafted another safety, a kid out of Toledo, and I believe the Bengals may, this may be Jesse Bates last year in Cincinnati because they don't want to tag him next year and pay all the big money next year. Jesse Bates is no Minka Fitzpatrick. He's more of a heavy hitter, a thumper. And you can kind of find those guys a little easier than you can the ball hawk, you know, free safeties, the guys that, that get interceptions and stuff like that, that play deep center. So I don't know what's going to happen with that, but that's just my opinion on, on some bingo news that I think. Let's see here. We got. Yeah, you're right, Terry Bradford. I said, that's what I said. If Pickett starts, I mean, he's number one. You want to see him come in there and just win the job. You want to see him outperform Mitch and Mason or whoever else. But I don't know if that will happen. I mean, you kind of got a good mix there. You got. A veteran, five-year veteran, Mr. Trubisky, started for most most part of four years, sat last year. A lot of people say Mac Nagy messed him up in Chicago, so who, who knows, he could come in and do really good. And Kenny Pickett ran a pro-style offense and is an older, is an older rookie, 24. Mr. Trubisky is 27. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. Be dirt. Bates said from jump he wouldn't play another franchise tag. I'm starting to believe him. Well, I know you know your Bengals, man, but uh, so what? what's that mean? He He's not going to play. When people don't play under the tag, I know they didn't want to be tagged. They want, they want long-term deals. But when you don't play under the tag, you, you're losing money, and it don't doesn't always work out well. I mean, we know about Le'Veon Bell. He didn't want to play under the tag. He sat out a year. Then he signed with the Jets and things. He got he got his money, but things were never the same for his career trajectory. Le'Veon Bell at one point was on course on, on, on the track to be a Hall of Famer. We're talking all time, some of his numbers for his first four or five years. Then the contract dispute, the money he wanted, sat out a year, went to the Jets. I believe Adam Gase was the coach then for the Jets. They never really meshed and got together good for it offensively and him getting production like he used to. And now, what's Le'Veon doing now? Last I knew he played for the Ravens last year for a few games. And now I don't even think he's he's in, in the league. So, you know, I, I don't know. Kathy Forehead, uh, you'd like to see Trubisky start, have a great year. If Pickett still 
in chants, Mike Tomlin will find his forever home. I agree. I think, I think, uh, Kenny Piggy has, has a home. He'll, he'll be the guy eventually, even if Mitch plays good and, and the starter this year and we have a good season and Mitch has a great year, then you still got to go with your first round guy. I think, I think Mitch would be more apt to up his trade value and be a trade candidate going into the next year. If he has a great year this year, and Kenny Pickett will still get the reins. I don't think you just trade because the first-round pick, Kenny Pickett, you get a fifth-year option on him. So even if he doesn't play this year, you still have him for four years, cost control. So Mitch has a great year. I'd love to see that. Mitch increases his value on the on the, on the the trade market for next year, and we can trade him for – because he's under contract with us for two years, but we can trade him. A, a, a cost-friendly contract at that. And we could trade Mitch for a third or fourth round pick going into next year. I think that's, let's say a third round, because if he's a good a good starting quarterback and he's only 27 years old, there's a lot of value in that. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing Mitch have a great year and that being the case. Let's see, Chris Taylor, bold prediction. Calvin Austin has a more productive career than George Pickens, and we use him like a Tyreek Hill. I like that, uh, Chris Taylor. Thanks for the comment. Um, it's hard to project out that far, man, as far as a more productive career. Um, I can see both of them having productive careers. George Pickens is legit, is legit your 6'3", 200-pound, 4'5", 40 speed, 4'4", 40 speed, uh, can get deep, can go over the middle, can catch short routes. Um, Calvin Austin is, is the Tyreek Hill prototype comp, is a good comp to – the best high-end comp for Calvin Austin is Tyreek Hill. Um, I believe he has to come in, but he's smaller. I see, like, Calvin Austin having, having maybe bigger plays because of the speed, but I just see Pickens being like a 90-100 ball catch receiver every year, and I see Austin perhaps being like, you know, uh, 75, 80 catches a year and when they're when they're at their peak. I'm, you know, Patrick Mahomes really liked Tyreek Hill, so his numbers were inflated because of that. So, no, I believe it's a good comment. Just not sure exactly how to project out that far right now. We're talking about rookies who not, haven't even been to, to mini camp or training camp yet, and we're talking about what their career production will be. If I was a bad man and betting 10 years from now, I'd bet. Pickens has more reception and probably a little more yardage, but Calvin Lawson will get his yardage because he'll be uh, having a lot more. Most of his plays will be explosive. Who wins the AFC North? Good question, Terry Bradford. Bruh, I don't know, man. I believe it's up in the air. I believe all the prognosticators and national media pundits and stuff are picking the Steelers to finish last. 
They're high on the Bengals coming off the Super Bowl. The Ravens are back healthy and had a heck of a draft. The Browns are, they're all drinking the Deshaun Watson Kool-Aid right now. But, you know, and the Steelers, because we know, we, 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 if you're here, you probably deeply know the Steelers. And we know that we have a good, a good ball team, a good football team. Um, Defense is going to be solid. I like the offensive pieces we picked up. So, you know, uh, it's, it's up in the air, man. I mean, I got to wait to see the schedule and see the buy and see all that different stuff that comes out this Thursday. And then we'll – I believe we'll know a little more. I believe the AFC North is completely up in the air, though. Be dirt. Short, short money versus long money on sitting out. Not a fan normally. Yeah, but short money – what, Jesse Bates? We're talking about Jesse Bates, right? Jesse Bates would get like, was it like 15 million or something like that? And if you sit out, you don't get any of that. So, yeah, you want a long contract. You love to see what a, a four year, $55 million contract and with probably 35 million in guarantee or something like that. But if you don't play this year, you don't get the short money. And when you don't, Get the short money, it gets more difficult to get the long money. I, I understand what you're saying. I understand why players don't like to be franchise tagged, but, you know, who knows how that works out. Uh, Jersey Boy 70, thanks for the comment, man. Why, why do people think the Steelers are going to be last in the North? That, hey, man, that's that's – that's what the big talking heads say, man. You know, and they don't know, they don't know the team like we know the team on a on a on a local or or follow every day and keep up with all the news podcasts. They're just going big picture, what they see, what they think. Oh, the line was messed up last year, and they really didn't do a whole lot to fix the offensive line. Or what's another one of the things they say? The quarterback room, they they see Mitch Trubisky when he fell off that the one year in Chicago or Kenny Pickett being a rookie. But if you look everywhere else, I believe the offensive line is fixed. Well, we do. We James Daniel, Mason Cole. Uh, then we brought Chooks back and people talked about the Chooks contract. It's really a team friendly deal. It looks, it looks like more than what it is. Not all that is, is is guaranteed money Chooks will get. And Chooks is just like, what, 24, 25 years old and has been like a three-year starter? So, I mean, he, he's only going to get better. He still has a lot of high ceiling for improvement. And like I said, with him being 24 years old, started for three years already, knows knows the system, knows the, you know, the, the Steeler way, the Steeler culture. I like I like the signing of Chooks. I think James Daniels meant to be a Steeler. I mean, he just looks like a Steeler. He played at Iowa. He's from over uh, Youngstown, Ohio, not too far from Pittsburgh. So he's you know from from Northeast Ohio, which is which is Western Pennsylvania essentially, right across the right across the PA Sharon line. So James Daniel is back home. I like him a lot. I like Mason Cole. He's a Michigan guy. I won't hold hold that against them, but you know, play a lot of positions. So I like those additions. 
and then I don't think we're not we're not thinking about the national people about you know the improvement, the growth, the year two jump in development and guys like Kendrick Green, I believe he'll be better. Whether he'll start the center or not, I don't know. I believe it'll be better. Um more left tackle. I really like where he's going. Um, Dan Moore. I think he'll be a lot better this year. Another year of experience, another year in the system, coming in expecting to to win a position. No, he has to does does no, he has to do what is necessary to win that position. Um, and he had it last year, but nothing will be given to him. So he'll he'll be a lot, he'll be a lot better this year. And he started what 16 games last year as a rookie. So I like the trajectory of him on going up, trending up. Kevin Dotson, he'll come back healthy. It was some things last year out of uh coming into camp. They he wasn't prepped, I guess, far as it wasn't necessarily from a physical standpoint, but just from learning the playbook and things like that. I believe he'll be a lot better. Um, this will be year three for him, but he'll he'll have he'll have that year two jump that maybe he didn't get last year. So I think a lot of the people national talking heads don't know what they're talking about when it comes to the Steelers, but we will certainly see. Um, and as far as the line goes, I like the line. I think the line, if we go from right to left, my projection right now, like I said, it's a tough room, but I would go Chooks, Kevin Dodson, Kendrick Green, I'm going to pick Kendrick Green to come back a lot better and win the starting job this year. Uh, James Daniel, Dan Moore. And maybe I should flip Daniel and Dotson, put Daniels next to Chooks and Dotson next to Moore. But Kendrick Green in the middle, I think that's what we're going to be looking at if I'm prognosticating myself right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, Kathy Ford. I think uh, L. Bell's career would have been better than it was leaving for the Jets. Uh, we probably wouldn't have drafted Najee Harris last year. James Conner might still be with us because he would be a backup and not expected to be a number one receiver, number one running back. Um, so, yeah, we'd like to see L. Bell stay. Be dirt again. Yeah, I think I think so, B Dirt. Will Najee Harris ever beat Barry Foster singles? Good question. Yeah, I think that comes down this year, man. Uh, we got a new line in. Mason Cole came in and text uh Najee Harris. You know Mason Cole, he's one of your Michigan guys. Told Najee Harris, man, we got to get you 2,000 yards. So 2,000 might not happen, but 1690 with 17 games and the offense gonna be geared towards running. I like Najee's chances again, 1690. He got, what was it, 1,200 last year with terrible run blocking. Terrible, terrible run blocking last year. So I like Najee Harris to uh, maybe not this year, but I think this year to maybe to maybe get close to that 1690. But, man, that Barry Foster, was that like the 94 season? Barry Foster was a monster. I mean, typical 
Pittsburgh Steeler back, if you don't remember Barry Foster, just a little bowling ball bruising. I mean, I even remember Bam Morris and all this stuff. All these guys were – I think these guys paved the way for us to, to ultimately get Jerome Bettis. You know, I mean, that style of running that Barry Foster had and Bam Morris had, that was what we were built on, that type of physical run game and just smash mouth football, the Pittsburgh Steeler way. Let's see. Kathy again, will Watson play? We had a fan here, fan in here who said he NFL won't suspend until March, if ever. Other sites haven't confirmed. Yeah, I believe probably uh, Roger Goodell is still looking into that. Um, I see him getting suspended. I have, I do my my know it all podcast uh, this evening at six thirty after this podcast, pretty much. And we have a fan. We 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 have a Dallas Cowboy fan. One of the guys I do it with, Ahmad. Shout out to homie Ahmad. But uh. He believes Deshaun Watson won't be suspended because he spent his time last year suspended like a suspension. I said, no, that wasn't a suspension. And I'm telling him this. I believe he'll get four to six games. And he said he doesn't think he'll get any. I said, well, the Houston Texans decided not to play Deshaun Watson last year. Decided not to play, you know, coach's decision, DNP, is not the same thing as a suspension. I mean, he was getting game checks. You know, he was sitting on the bench. He wasn't playing, but he was getting game checks and things like that. He wasn't suspended. So we'll see how that shakes out. I believe four to six games. I've seen some talk about Cleveland potentially keeping Baker Mayfield to cover the games that Deshaun Washington suspended. I don't see that happening. That'd be too tough. They brought Jacoby Brissetti in for that. Josh Dobbs is their third quarterback now. So I don't see them doing that, but we'll see what happens, though. Uh, what other few more questions before we get out of here? You wish we had an overseas game this wait, Kathy. I wish we had an overseas game five this year. Do we? I'm not sure. Do we play in Mexico this year? I feel like that might be a thing. I'm not certain. Obviously, we'll know a lot more on Thursday, but I feel like that's why Najee was in Mexico for the draft because they're building up like the Steeler fan base, the Steeler brand, because there's going to be a game in Mexico. Doesn't mean it's going to be this year. I'm not saying that I know. I'm just saying that I think something like that potentially is in the works, if not this year, real soon. Let's see. <laughs> Keith Richards, you are certainly right, man. If we can add on we can add on Najee's vertical yards, or I guess would it be horizontal yards going side, going to the sideline, trying to make blockers that come through. I mean, rushers coming through one block. If you can add in those yards, he might 
He might be close to Barry Foster 1690. But yeah, funny comment, man. Thanks. Uh, okay. Thanks, George Teston. He let us know. No international games for the Steelers. Okay. Thanks, man. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I'm sure you're right. We'll see what happens with the uh with the schedule. Yeah, what's the, who is that? Deal, deal with it. Deal with it. What's up, man? Thanks for the comment. Bell could have very well had a Hall of Fame career had he stayed. Yeah, he could have easily. He was on tra uh, definitely that definitely whole HOF tra trajectory. He was definitely headed in that direction. Um, I'm just looking at here. The Bengals think their draft pick Dax Hill can play outside corner. So he could be on the field as a corner in the slot and they could do a lot of things. The man, the Bengals are a trending favorite. I've heard that the Bengals might have as many as the max uh five primetime games this year. We never used to see the Bengals in prime time. Like, not like that. They're like five games. But uh We'll see what happens. I, I I like I like all the talent in the AFC North. I mean, you know, like Coach Tomlin says, iron sharp is iron. As I think I think that's the case with the AFC North this year. The AFC in general, really, I mean, there aren't going to be. We play we play the AFC East this year. There aren't going to be any easy game. The Jets got a lot better with their draft. Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have speed everywhere. Uh, we play in that one game. We play in the AFC South. We played the Indianapolis Colts. They picked up Matt Ryan. They they wouldn't have lost the last game last year. They would have been a playoff team, and we wouldn't have. I mean, there's no there's no easy games in the in the AFC. We don't play Jacksonville. Uh, that might be the the easiest team, I believe, in the. In the AFC this year, maybe the Houston Texans, but I kind of like the Houston Texans talent and like Lovey Smith. But who who there there are no easy games in the AFC. Uh salute, homie. Go Steelers. Let's toast media. Thanks, man. What up, homie? Appreciate appreciate you joining us. Appreciate the comment. A uh, couple more. Low key Cincinnati must see right now. Must see. Must see what. Oh, okay, Kathy. Thanks for checking that out. So the the Mexico game is Arizona and San Francisco. That's a good battle. That's a NFC West battle. Uh, okay. Any more comments about our team or any other team before we get out of here? We got about got about five minutes left. Let's go rapid fire. If you can come up with some good questions, real quick. Um, we covered a lot of stuff today, though. Let's see. Why are Br Eric ask you? Thanks for the comment, bro. Why are the Browns fans so excited about Watson, even though he hasn't played in over a year? Um, I think they have right to be 
excited about watching. We don't know how he's going to play yet because he hasn't played in that year. But if we talk about how he last played, and like I said, he's not coming back from injury. He's coming back from just sitting. He was still getting the practice, probably not getting first team reps, obviously not getting first team reps in practice, but he wasn't hurt. I think he'll come back hungry. Um, I think what we saw from Watson last, he's like, at the time he last played, he played for a losing team, but he put up top five quarterback numbers. So, you know, I can appreciate that. So I think they have reason to be excited. Don't mean he'll come in and turn things around because he played for Houston Texan team. Last he played, they weren't that good. The Browns probably have more talent than that than that 2020 Texans team had. Um, so we'll see. But they have they have reason to be excited. Their excitement doesn't necessarily mean anything, but we'll let them, you know, open up a new toy at Christmas and you know, see see how it goes. Yeah, hey, AJC. Nobody talked about Pickett's hands while in college. Why now? I think I think that's just that's just a talking point, man. They just want to just try and say some things. Pickett Pickett had great hands in college, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, all the highlights I've seen and tape I've seen. I mean, he's 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 that dude. Had he been healthy, he could have potentially been the number one receiver in the draft. I like Garrett Wilson, and he was number two receiver. Drake London went one. I had Garrett Wilson number one on my board as far as the receivers go. But George Pickens healthy definitely fits up in there with those guys. Maybe, you know, you choose your flavor, choose your preference, but Pickens would just definitely have been in the top five or six receivers that went in the first round. He would have been one of them. I believe, hey, let's toast me. I believe George already has been issued the number 19. I believe he's wearing Juju's number. Uh, I would have liked to see him wear one either. Not too many Steelers wear one. They seem to be pretty stingy with that number. I don't know if it's for a reason, but we don't see too many guys wear number one. But it would be neat to see Pickens wear one if that was going to be his number and Calvin Austin wear his number four that he wore in college. I don't think he has has a number yet or any of the other rookies just picking and pickings and we'll see uh, what else is to come. Let's see. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for joining me. This has been a lot of fun today. I really uh, like the relaxing vibe that the Q&A gets. I mean, like Last last few weeks, B Dirt has been on here. Uh, my Bengals, my Bengals fan living living in enemy territory, living in Pittsburgh with some AFC North perspective. He's been on here with me, so we've had a dialogue and discussion. I didn't have that today. It's Mother's Day. Didn't really get to do my homework and do a lot of uh, preparation stuff for today's show. Far as what I want to talk about and stuff, so. It was kind of, you know, nice and laid back to have the Q&A and just kind of chop it up with you guys in the live chat and take your questions and comments and just, you know, have a kind of laid back kind of show today. So I really appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for joining me.
you know, this as as Brian Anthony Anthony Davis bad says, this is not your this is not your one stop shop for Steeler news and information and headlines. This is your non stop shop. We're always here. A plethora of shows on on vi- on, on these uh, visual platforms, YouTube, Facebook. They have you know the the podcasts, the the website, uh, the audio podcasts on all the different audio platforms. I listen to the Jeff Hartman Less Ride every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's you know, and they have all, a lot of other audio podcasts. We have all the all the shows on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, all the shows on YouTube and Facebook. Um, like tomorrow, you'll get Brian Anthony Davis and Tony Defio and Shannon White on the Hangover. Tuesday night, you got the Scobro Show. You got uh, Wednesday night, Jeffrey Benedict and Shannon White. Uh, is that Know Your Enemy now? I know they're the guys on Wednesday night. I can't, the, the, show, the name of the show has changed a couple times. Then you got, you know, Jeff, Dave, and Brian on Thursday night. Tony Deffio on Friday, the Friday night six-pack. You got the guys down under on Saturday. Um, I believe sometime tonight you'll probably get Brian Anthony Davis back on here for Q&A. So, you know, keep up with all the Steeler news and all the different information. And, you know, that we're the, we're the first to try and put it out there to you. You know, like I said, check out the website and read the articles. These guys out here are great writers on here. I mean, you know, you got you got the the uh, vortex that Dave Schofield and Jeffrey Benedict do. They break down, you know, like game tape and film and stuff like that. So yeah, a lot of options as far as BTSC. Like I said, thanks for joining me. Appreciate you guys. And we'll check you out next Sunday on We Run the North. Thanks. Here we go, Steelers. Peace. Time to stop and check around.